Talk with Jose and Angel. It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And you are listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And, uh, well, I'm Angel because my brother is out on assignment. And you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. And uh, today, sitting in for my brother from thecineverse.com, we got Cordell Crisman and David Brown. What's up, guys? What's going on, hey, world? Hey, what's going on? And, uh, of course, you know, we, we do this out of TwinTalkCast.com and the, the largest internet radio network in the world, uh, Live365.com, and uh, on Tuesday, out of the garage. Is this still Tio Luis's garage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still owns the place. It is Tio Luis's garage. Uh, and thanks for reminding me. Um, we do it out of Tio Luis's garage to the world. And, uh, and we love doing it. Uh, uh, we have a good show today. I like shows. And you know, the, what's, shows are good. the good thing about today's show is that my brother is not here. Eh? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> my brother is on an assignment. Let the uncouth begin. But we are going. <laughs> but we are going to have a uh, a call in from him because he's on assignment over at San Francisco where the airplane crashed this, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago at SFO, and uh, wonder why they call it SFO. Because they're like we're in San Francisco. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh Anyways, uh, we have a really good show lined up today. Um, today we have uh, Cordell Crisman and David Brown of the Cineverse. We're still here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Haven't left yet. They're going to be here I with know. us commenting and uh, taking your phone calls. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, and what else do we have? Oh, also from uh, Rock for the Cure, the sixth annual Rock for the Cure. That's uh, It has to do with making money for... A good cause for the cure for rock and roll. Julie Pizzatola, uh, she's going to be calling in. Uh, she's the senior manager at the American San- Cancer Society, and she's going to tell us what that's all about. Okay, good. I was about to say, because you said the cure for rock and roll. Fallout Boy. I thought that was more cowbell. God save rock and roll <laughs> from Fallout Boy. Uh, also, um, singer-songwriter, uh, I don't know, uh, somewhere up north, um, Singer-songwriter Bobby Joe Valentine will be calling in, and he's gonna. We're gonna talk to him a little bit about his music, and he's gonna play. Well, we're gonna play one of his tracks, and he's. I don't know which one. We'll let him introduce the song. But did you guys listen to last week's show? No, you didn't. <laughs> I had to work late. That's my. That's my reason. I was asleep. Oh, dude, <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, oh, wait a second. 
before I tell you about last week's show, we also have Jackie Casas every week who uh, brings our news and dirty laundry. And uh, what are you going to bring this week? You forgot about me. Oh, Joel. baby. I'm you sorry. don't have the pink headphones oh. today. <laughs> I know. How dare I, right? How dare <laughs> I kind of just blend in with the background. I now. know. That's why I don't stand out. That's why Angel forgot about me. Uh. Well, tonight I have the latest details on the plane crash at the San Francisco International Airport uh. that killed two people. Also, do you want to go to college for free? I'll tell you what lucky suckers here in the United States can. And finally, <coughs> where are my curvy people at? I'll let you know where the newest number one fattest country in the world is. All that and more you in news and dirty laundry. Orale. Coming up. Orale. Sorry, I was interrupting you on that one. How dare you? How dare you I? Forget about me and you interrupt me. Interrupt you. I'm, I'm a little bit out of sync today. Anyways, well, that's later on. We'll have the news and dirty laundry with Jackie Casas. I'm interested on hearing on that fat new country. That's Baby what got fat new back. Country. <laughs> fat new country. <laughs> but you know what? The last week's show was a good show. Last week we had uh, from uh, the uh, uh, third generation Bob Marley, Daniel Bambata Marley, in the studio. He actually sang a song. We played a, a couple of that's, his tunes. That's Ziggy's kid. Ziggy's son, indeed, yeah. He played one of his one of his songs, and we played one of his tracks. It was a good inter- interview. Absolutely, yes. nice, nice. And you he actually said, met Ziggy. Yeah, I met I met his dad. You met Ziggy? Yeah. Where? Uh, he did a performance. He put out a, like a like almost like a, a kids' music CD. I want to say, probably five or six years ago. Uh, and I was working at a Borders bookstore at the time, and he came and he and he played it for us, and it was just unbelievable. He just played for like a, an hour and a half just on his bongo drums. Hey, Dave, you're you're a really cool cat, but I would never get you for meeting one of the Marleys, eh? Man, you know. I mean, you he's know. got soul. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're reminding me of Brian's song here, eh? <laughs> That means I die. <laughs> Isn't it the white guy, the 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 uh, the black guy who dies on that one? Then we're fine. <laughs> As always, first to go. At least on the original. I don't. I didn't never watch the remake on that one. That's well, a true story. So I don't think they probably changed much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's last week. What else did we have? Did we have a call in last week? Yes, we had a call in from the Steve Fister uh, band. Uh, um, how yeah, that's that's where I was going. What's his name? <laughs> Steve Fister Band. <laughs> <laughs> right. So long as, you know. Uh, yeah, it's to each his own, right? Let's put it out there. Fister. <laughs> we Called also... in to lubricate the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we uh, we had a call in from uh, Lisa Daftari. She is a political... What is she, Jackie? She's a news correspondent for... I believe she's she's a news correspondent from and Jose's friend. And yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> she's in a, that order. She's that a, was so she's good, a poli- <laughs> there you go political news correspondent uh, and uh, and Jose's friends. But she was one of the top thirty hottest political women uh, named by the Washington Post. She was actually number six out of thirty. Word. And uh, you got to listen to it. It was really. I want to f- see that list. Jeez. <laughs> Shame it was on radio. <laughs> I, dude, I it surprises me that there's even one political woman that's hot. Because you you know, a woman can be hot, but she starts talking politics, and I get turned off. Eh? We set you up on a date with Sarah Palin. See if you live through it. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyways, that's the uh, that's what we got on today, and that's what we had on, on last week's show. And uh, anyways, uh, there you go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> It is hot. I just want I just want the world to know if you're not in Los Angeles right now, world, it is hot as balls. You know what? It, it's really cool that uh, that we're on, we're on radio and not on TV because uh, we're all sweating. Sweaty. Right? I'm half naked. <laughs> Seriously, the clothes are coming off. Coming off. Pool party we're, at Tito Luis's. That's we're what we're all looking right steadily over at News and Dirty Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping when will soon. the dress come, come off? off. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new in the Cineverse world, guys? Uh, uh, I haven't seen an episode up. And you know what? I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get into anybody's uh, business, but I think it's good PR because people want to know what's going on with the Cineverse. Yeah, a lot's happening in the in the Cineverse. Um, <laughs> reality uh, is reality catching, is catching up. We're, ca- we're currently uh, dealing with some legal uh, matters. That sounds that sounds bad. Like we're in trouble. We're not in trouble. We're not in, in trouble. <laughs> well, the other party will be in trouble if I get my hands on them. Um, mm-hmm. But we're dealing that, so we had to hold off. Um, but Dave and I and the rest of the crew are still vigilantly um, going through media and trying to get our minds around what we can bring to our viewers okay. and the public at, at large. So, so where? Uh, how long till the end of the tunnel there, there, David? Do you see light at the end of the tunnel yet? Um, absolutely. Uh, I expect we'll have an answer one way or another within the next couple months and then uh, proceed from there. Hey, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> so do we. I mean, it's, it's okay. Amen. To tell them to I get mean, the where are my system. tax dollars going? <laughs> I, that's my question. <laughs> hey, the way I see it, it's okay to talk about these things. I mean, look at what, what happened to, what's that lady, that cook lady? Paula oh, Dean. Oh, Paula Dean. She may have lost all kinds of stuff, but she's getting all kinds of PR. I mean, I see her all over the place. Her what? books are flying off the shelves of like the one bookstore that's still left in America. Like they are, everyone's buying her book, <laughs> her cookbook, flying off the shelves, and she's getting a lot of um, offers from porn companies. Is that so? <laughs> Swear to God, yeah. Like a lot, of, like a lot of porn. Like there's one porn company who, who uh, specializes in older women. Uh-huh. Uh, fe- featuring them, they Gilfs. approached her. A, they approached her for six figures to do a feature, and uh, she declined. I, I would imagine. Yeah, because her counterpart was black. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you kidding about that? <laughs> well, let me tell you. When when she does do one of those porns, are you guys going to review it? No. <laughs> we ha- we have interns for that. Please. Yes. Uh, okay. We uh, don't do that stuff. Don't review porn. No, there's not much there, to review. A, a way to review porn? Well, there's like very. there's <laughs> awards for for the porn industry. It's huge. It's out in Vegas. They yeah, have well, like how huge best three. Tell me. How huge? I mean, it's a whole like convention <laughs> about it. They have like best threesome, best newest star. I mean, you I can feel, review it. I feel. <clears throat> I feel that if I were to review porn, I would be objectifying women. And we just don't do that. And I just don't do that. Oh, my God. You guys are so full of crap. There, I've said it. (laughs) Well, he said it. Uh, He's not a... Women are not an object to Mr. Cornell here or Mr. Brown. They're a lot more than that. And they're our friends. And that's why we're going to give you shout-outs, which we do every week. We give everybody shout-outs. The shout-outs are brought to you by... Aladdin Jr. Mediterranean Cuisine and Restaurant and Concert Lounge. I'll tell you a little more about that after the shout-outs. Um, 
First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Kershaw and Daniel Marty that were here in the garage doing our show last week. Uh, actually, Daniel Marty did it. Kershaw Marty is his manager. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. Thanks for coming in here. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to um, Chucho, Roxy, and George. Hey, thanks for rocking all the tacos at my mom's party this weekend. Hey, they were, you know, everybody has a taco, man. Well, we had a taco trio. Taco Cousins, eh? Thanks a lot. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Dennis Gabriel, Joe Apon, and Sue Gregorius. Old friends, eh? Um, hoping to see you guys at R4C, Rock for the Cure, this weekend. Also, Xavier Alexander, eh? Welcome to the Twimpire Homes. Thanks for friending us. And tell your friends to friend us. Now you're part of the Twimpire. Anyways, do you guys have any shout-outs? You want to give any shout-outs there? No. No. No, I, I have a shout-out. Dave's twin sister got engaged last night. Oh. Congratulations to Katie Brown. I don't know why I'm doing it, not David. Congratulations, um, Katie. Congratulations, Katie. Also, shout-out uh, to the Novia. You know who you are, a hey, baby. Oh. And I'm supposed to shout-out to Adam Bakar. Is he listening? He better be listening. <laughs> or else when I go home, I'm going to smack him. Hey, Adam, you're going to get your smack, eh? <laughs> yeah, man, the rest of the Cineverse crew, they're probably hard at work. Doing oh. nothing. Doing nothing. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for there all you, of your There you go, work. guys. Those are your shout-outs by the Cineverse and Angel. You got one, baby? Oh, yes. I want to give a shout-out <laughs> to my sisters. They are always listening. always get mad at me because I don't give them shout-outs. Oh, is that so? So shout-outs to my sister, Jasmine in Oregon, who's also recently engaged and will be getting married oh, soon. Oh, right. Invitation to the twins, eh? And uh, fly over to Oregon. You're more than welcome to come. Open bar. Hey, they got good bud over there, eh? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not aware, but I'm sure it's in the area. And uh, shout out to my sister, Gabby. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Gabby and Jasmine. And uh, uh, we'll be down there sometime. Anyway, your shout outs are brought to you by Aladdin Jr. Mediterranean Cuisine Restaurant and Concert Venue. They are at 296 West 2nd Street in downtown Pomona. Hey, that's a cool spot. Have you guys been there? I mean... Pomona, yeah, yes, we have been there, dude. It's not just what you think it is. Downtown Pomona is rocking, eh? Oh yeah, it's the place to be. Anyways, uh, that's Aladdin Junior's, the second Mediterranean cuisine restaurant and concert venue at two nine six West Second Street, downtown Pomona. Give them a call, 909-623-4333. But better yet, go in there. Their food's good. They got good music. And they have a good selection of beer, eh? I've been there. Cerveza. Please, please, please tell Joe that the twins sent you, eh? That's your shout-outs, eh? Choo!
Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Hook a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. So you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. I am Angel, and sitting in for my brother are... David and Cordell from the Cineverse. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> we planned that much better than it happened. Actually, yeah, I was trying to be like you know the hello, welcome to Movie Vo. You, <laughs> you guys actually planned it. It looked like you guys did it off the cuff. Hey, eh? you should have just said it. Well, you know, <laughs> when you're when you're gifted like that, it just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyhow. Uh, we're back, and uh, later on when, uh, on the show, we're going to have uh, singer-songwriter Bobby Joe Valentine, and uh, what else? We're going to have the, uh, who are we going to have next? After, later on? Ja- Julie? Oh, Jake, no. Uh, before we go to Julie, we're going to have Jackie Costas doing the news and dirty laundry later on. Yes. Before, I'm not saying now, I'm just saying. But like later, later. I just okay. wanted to say it before <laughs> go there. <laughs> Keep the suspense going. <laughs> Drum roll in your heart. Anyways, uh, it's that time of year again. Every year, uh, uh, for the last six years, there's been uh, uh, this really good cause that uh, our next guest is a part of. Actually, that our next guest is actually uh, promotes and actually organizes. Uh, It's called Rock for the Cure. But uh, let's just have our next guest talk to you about it. And uh, Julie, are you there? I'm here, Angel. Hi, Julie. You're on Twin. Hi. I know you. Oh, well, you know that already. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Twin Talk, in case you don't know. <laughs> hey, Julie. So, um, you're you're here with David Cordell um, and uh, Cord- uh, excuse me, David Brown and Cordell Crisman of TheCineverse.com and myself and uh, uh, Jackie Casas. And uh, please tell our listeners what is Rock for the Cure. Well, the sixth annual, um, i.e. Rock for the Cure, is taking place on Saturday, July 13th. Uh-huh. Um, it's taking place at Romano's Concert Lounge in Riverside. Mm-hmm. And we have three awesome bands coming out. We uh-huh. have um, Riverside's own Borrowed Bones, which you've had on your show. Uh-huh. Um, we have Temecula's uh, Midnight Satellite. And we also have um, Hollywood's Future Villains coming out and Did, they're coming out they're donating their time and we're raising money for a good cause i am so looking forward to uh to to checking out uh future well all the bands but future villains are pretty rocking the the uh the hollywood scene these days huh they have been playing a lot of shows um i was lucky enough to get to see them at um um gosh I can't even remember the name of the darn thing. Um, Sunset Strip Music Festival. I don't know where my head's at. This last summer, and I fell in love with them. And they are amazing, and they rock really hard. And uh, and the, and this, so, what does it cost is to to be in this to go to this show here? Well, to go to the show, it's um, fifteen dollars. It's a tax deductible donation. Um, you get to see three amazing bands. It's twenty one and up. Um, show starts at nine o'clock. Um, it. It's really crowded in there. Uh, Armando's Concert Lounge is just an awesome event venue. They have an amazing stage, amazing sound, really good food, and really good prices on their on their drinks. 
And tell tell everybody what is this benefiting and and how does it benefit? Well, the money that we raise here, along with other events that take place in Riverside and surrounding counties, goes to um, help the people who are battling cancer right now with free services. So um, we do fund research, and that's where a lot of the money goes. But mostly it goes to help if, if you need any kind of free service or if you need help in general, you just call the American Cancer Society, and we have services that will help you free of charge. We don't ask a penny from anyone. We just, if we can't help you, we find an organization that will. So um, that's what's really dear, near and dear to my heart. Okay. Well, uh, Julie, will you give people the number to those organizations? Uh, give them a the number to that organization, uh, a number that they could call if they need help or something? Yeah, if you, if you or a family member need any kind of assistance with cancer-related issues, you just call the American Cancer Society at one 800 227-2345 and you will talk to a specialist. We're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Um, and we're there to help you. Uh, look, uh, uh, Julie, I just want, your name starts with a J, just like Jackie, so I was going to call you Jackie. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I've just, been called worse. <laughs> I do want to tell our listeners that uh, not only do you um, uh, are you uh, organizing this event? But you are a senior manager at the American S Cancer Society, uh, and uh, so you live and breathe this. This is very. Uh, uh, this is part of your life. This is very dear to you. It is. I not, I not only work for them, but you know, I volunteer for them as well. And both of my parents died of cancer, so I've been. Before I even started working for them, I volunteered my time and services. That's how I got involved. But. You know, it's not just me putting on this event. I couldn't do it without my partner, Dennis Gabriel, who is the lead singer of Borrowed Bones. And this is actually his event. I'm just lucky enough to be able to help him with it. Hey, if Dennis, if you're listening, you should have seen Jackie smile when Julie said your name. <laughs> hey, hey. I smile when I hear his name, too. He's uh, used to it. <laughs> right on. <clears throat> so, anyhow, uh, please tell our listeners again all the information for this event, time, venue, and bands, please. Okay, so Saturday, July 13th um, at 9 o'clock, it's $15, 21 and up. It's at Romano's Concert Lounge, and that's at 5225 Canyon Crest Drive, Riverside. And the bands are Borrowed Bones, Future Villains, and Midnight Satellite. You guys All proceeds are tax-deductible going to the American Cancer Society. Uh, look, we've been to this event more than once. It's a lot of fun. It's a great venue, good food, great selection of beer, I might add. <laughs> Everyone loves beer. And the people are so nice. So, please, that's uh, on Saturday. Uh, Julie, are you still yeah. there? Are you still there, Julie? I'm here. Well, I'm we're, we're going to play one of the tracks, uh, a track from one of the bands, a Future Villains, right now. And, uh, and then we'll see you on Saturday, okay? Sounds great, Angel. Thanks for having us on. Okay, take care, Julie. Bye-bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, future villains with uh, Down the Drain Blues.
Listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. This is Dave and Cordell from TheCineverse.com invading your homes tonight in uh, replacement of Jose. And I'm Angel. And you know what? I I realized that uh, right now as I turned on the, uh, the mics... I actually was turning them off, so we were probably on the mic uh, uh, giving background uh, music for the background music. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. It's all for you, America. It's all for you. It's because this is what happens when we have a very uncouth show. (laughs) It should be called the uncouth show whenever Jose is not here. Hey, for our listeners that are just tuning in, uh, this is Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. By the way, you can call us at 626-275-TWIN. That's 8946. That's 626-275-TWIN. <laughs> and uh, and uh, this is Angel, but uh, my brother Jose is on assignment. And uh, um, and uh, sitting in for him are the geniuses of the Cineverse.com movie and media critics. Woot, woot. Uh, Cordell Crisman and David Brown. We are here. And uh, yes, you are. With you. You know, uh, I saw a movie that I was totally disappointed this week, man. What That's not say? surprising. You know, the only good thing I liked about it is that I caught my caught up on my sleep, eh? <laughs> what movie would you see, Lone Ranger? The Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lone Ranger. Oh, that my is... for goodness. For what that movie cost, it had almost unbelievably bad CG. I mean, almost unbelievably bad. Yeah, it was. That movie is ridiculous. It's a, it's a, it's a money pit, <laughs> if you would excuse the pun. Um, it's it's tanking. It really is. Disney is, is scrambling to try to get their get their life together. Luckily, thank God, ESPN is doing really well right now. And obviously. they own Marvel. And Marvel's going to kick, kick. So kick I mean, ass, basically, they're they're saying Gore Verbinski. But well, you, you brought us pirates. Well, you know what? What I, happened? I think I think that that's what Disney gets, eh? Because you know who does two trains on the same you know two train tracks in the mountains next to each other. I who, mean, who rides a horse it, onto? <laughs> The back of a moving train. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that they, they thought that having a name like Johnny Depp would save the movie. Unfortunately, Johnny Depp is playing a secondary character. 
uh-huh. he did that because he 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 likes the character Tonto, which is fine. Um, um, get somebody bigger to play the Lone Ranger. Exactly. I'm sorry, you can't have Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. I like him, but the, he's not going to sell your movie. He's guys. not going to sell your movie. You got to get you know Channing Tatum even or or Tom Cruise. You got to have a name, or just don't make it. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesson here, Disney. You, sh- you I mean, or, John Carter of Mars was awful. Lone Ranger was awful. So apparently, the only live action movie you can do is a pirate movie. They can't do westerns. They can't do. John anything. Carter was kind of trying to be a western. It was a sci-fi flop. I understand that, it but was it was awful. it was trying to be like space western. It was trying to be good, and it wasn't. It's kind of like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> wasn't at all. Shame on you, Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a that's a little taste of the Cineverse.com, which you can usually catch on YouTube.com. And uh, uh, that's David. And they're definitely still out there. Yeah. <laughs> in the ether. Yeah. I thought. But what else came out? Um, Despicable, Despicable Me 2. Kicking a lot of butt. Kicking butt. Okay, yeah. guys. Destroying. You guys are cutting into Jackie's. Uh, oh. Is she going to talk about the Lone Ranger? Jackie's. No. <laughs> that's news. It's I'm actually excited hard. about Despicable Me 2. I'm really excited about that movie. I can't wait to see it. I'm a fan of the first one. It's cute. So. Yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to mimic my brother. (laughs) That was like verbatim. (laughs) Jose, are you in the room? (laughs) When you hear that guttural beat on aisle six, that gets you from the loins. What the the hell is loins? Can you tell me, David, what is a loin? Um, I... You know what a loin is. Explain to him what a loin is, David. Speak to my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. The, the thigh gap. Thigh gap. Anyways, whenever Can you... I just say that I've never uh, approved of that intro from Jose. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what he came up with. I never said to say that I grab anybody's loins. You're okay? right. You're absolutely right. Because if, if you would have said that, it would have been grabbing you by the boobs. <laughs> Bringing the boobs every time in the news and dirty laundry, our very own multimedia journalist from Telemundo, NBC, and from Twin Talk, Jackie Casas. Hi, guys. (laughs) So good to be here. I love being here with the Cineverse guys. They're so much fun. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's the rumor. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> and here I thought you were sweating because it's hot in here, eh? You're like that guy from Hey Arnold. Kind of, kind of. I'm just, <laughs> I'm swooning over here. That's terrible. Well, thanks so much for coming in, guys. Let's start with our news and dirty laundry. Terrible accident over the weekend in San Francisco. A Boeing 777 crashed at the San Francisco International Airport, killing two people and critically injuring 49. That's SFO! (laughs) (laughs) The plane apparently was flying in too low and too slow. The tail broke off, did a 360 degree turn on its wing before slamming down on the runway and catching on fire. There's actual video, um, CNN exclusive video from someone who happened to be near the area and they were plane watching, which I don't even know people did that for fun. It's like train spotting, but for even bigger weirdos. Well, there's, yeah. there's hotels. They went plane watching. So he caught the video of where the plane was coming in low and it literally just lost its tail as soon as it got in. And then you see the plane literally do a 360. You're kidding when me. When it hit and on, it still its landed. Wing, on its wing. 
it did a 360 and then it slammed down and then that's when eventually it caught on fire. And anyone else surprised? Okay, all that happened. Two people died. Yes. Wow. Dude. Was yes. it from their injuries or like was it like a heart attack? Two people one died. Um, one of them, uh, it's kind of really sad. One of them died near the one of those inflatable slides that they come down. They found the body near there, so they're assuming from impact. Another body was found uh, further down the runway, and they're thinking possibly that person died from the first responders getting <laughs> run over. Oh my. So Ooh. it's sad because the two, two, the, the two victims were 16-year-old girls. So how sad is that? You land on this runway and you're like, oh, my God, I survived this plane. Like you just get so run over. <laughs> over by the ambulance. That hasn't been confirmed, but that is what is said that the, the second victim died. Well, you know, my brother, as you guys know, my brother Jose is on assignment. In, uh, in San Francisco covering this, and he might be able to corroborate that story or not. Jose, can you hear us? Hey, what's up, brother? What's up, uh, Geniuses from, from the Cineverse.com? And hello, Jackie. Hi, Jose. Jose, hello. your seat is really warm. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not uncouth. <laughs> Never. Hey, Jose, so are you reading a book? Or are you covering the stories? Like, if, if you guys listened to last week's show, you'd know what I mean about Jose in San Francisco and books. Uh, well, actually, I'm sitting in the hotel lobby and lounge of the uh, Marriott Bayshore Hotel in the city uh, of Burlingham, which is right across the bay from runway 26 left, where the Xana uh, aircraft uh, flight 214 crashed. Um, I know exactly I where you are. I've stayed there. You do. You. I can see how people can air, airplane watch from there. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually posted a photograph of the lobby we're sitting, where hundreds of people witnessed Flight 214 actually crash. And uh, I was. I spoke to some hotel employees, and they said that people were just screaming in terror as they looked out the window and with their drinks or whatever their their their, their meals, watching this crash. This wow. airplane crash. I, I, as we stand right now, I'm actually looking at the wreckage. Um, the wreckage is across the bay from us, about I'd say about three, two to maybe three football fields away from us, so about 300 yards. Um, and the fuselage is there, what's west of it. And uh, there's been a lot of activity 24/7 um, uh, at the fuselage, where inspectors, presumably from NTSB are, um, you know, dissecting every inch of the uh, fuselage for clues as to how this, cra this crash happened. But to corroborate the story, the reports are that, yeah, indeed, there was a couple of, uh, we do know there were two deaths, unfortunately, two teenage girls. And one of them, uh, the investigators are trying to determine whether or not she was killed by an emergency vehicle that was responding to the crash scene. Um, it's possible she was already, uh, unfortunately, dead. Is it? Is it? Gotta, go ahead. But I got to tell you, this, there's a lot of people coming to this bay. Uh, the, the shore of the of this bay here is just littered with media from all over the world. That I've been doing live shots back to back from for people from Japan, Australia, and of course all of the NBC affiliates across the country. It's been a, a, a it's a huge story. Hey, uh, so um, uh, is it? Uh... Have you had a chance to speak to any family and uh, members or anything of? Uh... Uh, no, I haven't. I'm actually covering the other end of the story where we're actually have spoken to the uh, spokesperson, Deborah 
I forgot her last name. Deborah H is her last name uh, initial from the National Transportation and Safety Board or whatever it is. And if you look on Google and Google her, she's a hottie. <laughs> I got to tell you, she's a hot woman. So we've been um, basically stationed here um, reporting on the nuts and bolts of the story. There's other crews that are stationed at the hospital uh, where family members have, have been uh, leaving and arriving. And um, and also another cruise at a hotel where some family members are staying and uh, the federal workers are staying as well. So I haven't, but I will tell you this. Hundreds of people have showed up to this shore just to look at the fuselage and take photographs and look at, obviously, the media circus that's going on. And everyone was just amazed. You look at that at that plane, um, uh, it's amazing that as many people survived as they did. It's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, reading from listening to the story and watching it unfold, Dave's right, the idea that, you know, it is very sad that these two young girls were killed, but... You wouldn't expect a, a crash like this to yeah, uh, the death much toll to be death much toll. higher. So, so this is a know. blessing, really. You know, the, exactly. the Boeing, the Boeing seven 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 is one of the newer aircrafts, and it says a lot to the the craftsmanship of of the of the actual, you know, the uh, actual fuselage and the structure. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any kind of the uh, uh, of the computer graphics as to how it looked when it crashed. Uh, they recreated it. Um, you could also see actual video of some cell phone footage that was shot from this hotel by a look, uh, you know, bystander. And you see the plane land on its belly and slide and slide across uh, down the runway and then bounce. It just bounced. And I think it went up at least 100 feet in the air and then slammed right back down onto the uh, midway of the uh, of the runway. And, and, and yet it stayed pretty much intact if it wasn't. For the fire, you would be looking at a few fuselage except for the tail, which is broken off, which broke in, in, in impact. Hey, uh, hey, you know what I thought was pretty? I was at the laundromat uh, when this oh. happened, and all of a sudden there's this tweet from this Samsung executive. Ilne, did you see that picture, Jose? I he, did see that. He was on. He was on the plane, and then immediately took a picture after getting out of the plane. But I didn't realize that the plane had done a 360 and bounced. Eh? I wouldn't be tweeting and shit. I'd be, <laughs> well, I'd be checking was, my was, loins, see if they're there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, to, to clarify, the plane did a 360 on its belly. In other words, it actually it, it spun out. And um, and that's what they mean by it. Now, any, any air, airline crash would be a very violent thing but when you watch it it's kind of interesting because to walk away from something like that uh as violently as it as it as it was it is is amazing but to, to bring up the social media uh i think this is the first aircraft crash in our social media era uh where you know i, I we were talking about this with my reporter and other correspondents about how Social media played a big part of this. Uh, since the uh, first picture by Bill, you don't know one of the gentlemen's was, you can actually look up uh, some video. People have posted video of themselves, you know, when they got out. And in the, and you see people actually jumping down the uh, inflatable chutes. Wow. So, uh, yeah, in the age of social media, uh, you know, now you can pretty much see the aftermath from the point of view of the actual victims or survivors, I should say. Yeah. Well, hey, brother. Well, you know what? Uh, I hope that you have a safe flight home. 
And uh, how long are you going to be there, man? You're going to be here next week? Uh, yeah, I'll be there next week. And I, I might be here one more day, and then uh, I'm actually driving. I actually drove up here. So I'll be probably driving in, driving back hey, uh, hey, Thursday. Hey, that, the Marriott Hotel there, the one you're staying on, the one you're staying at, they got the that hot? they got that that uh, that cocktail lounge Knuckles, eh? They got good. <laughs> it's on the second. I think it's on the third floor. It's called Knuckles. Have all the yeah, peanuts. And, you know which one? Yeah, that's a, that's a different hotel. Yes. <laughs> go have a, a different one. Gabba, that's not the same hotel. No, it's not. It's okay, one. well, go have go have a beer for me, anyways, brother. All right, man. Hey, uh, Jackie, you're doing a fantastic job. Dave and Cordell, thanks so much for filling in. You guys do a fantastic job, and uh, talk to you later, brother. All right, take care. Hasta. Anyways, that's that's my brother uh, on the ground in the front lines of uh, where the, uh, the the San Francisco airplane crashed, the seven 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 Asiana Airlines or something like it's that. The lucky number and everything. Yeah, right? Seriously. Yes, it's Asiana Airlines. And then something that we I failed to mention was that it was air uh, pilot error mistake. That guy that was the first time he had ever flown. That plane, uh-huh. he had just started um, flying, mm-hmm. and the guy that was supervising him, he had just gotten his had a drink. His, <laughs> no, his airline supervising license in June. Ah, uh, so it, it was really not they that hit, great. They hit a seawall. Yeah, you know this. <laughs> you know, it, it, like it, it's funny you brought like the drink part because obviously, you know, being being a cinephile, my mind goes to flight. Exactly. Which so, came same, out same recently. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's very, very similar. And I always thought, like, and Jose brought up a good point on how this is the first uh, airplane crash in this social media-esque world we live in now when, like, everything's a YouTube click away. And so we have this video. We have these pictures and everything. So, like, and like Jackie said, it's a pilot error. Like, the plane didn't malfunction. Like, seriously, this guy is just a, was just a moron, a noob, <laughs> who had no business flying or didn't or wasn't competent in what he's doing. And that speaks to two things. That speaks to, obviously, the training or, or, or what they – or lack thereof, rather. But also – uh, the motivation that pilots have, because if you talk to an airline pilot, they don't. They make a very, very meager salary. Most airline pilots will tell you they fly because they love to fly, not because it pays the bills. Most of them have a side job as well to pay for for everything. So I think I hope this brings to light other issues that we so we don't have to have these conversations anymore about pilots fucking up and hey, killing people. Hey, what about the first responders that ran over that kid, eh? That too. They, <laughs> that, 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 they should get put on. If they, if they really hit that poor girl, I don't, you know, if you're not, you're not safe by the, with the ambulance, where are you going to be safe? Exactly. Uh, you know what? The, uh, before we go on to the next story, I just want to say that David Wynn or Un, uh, the, the Korean guy that was mm-hmm. on that plane, the, mm-hmm. the executive from Samsung, mm-hmm. literally... As I was watching his tweets, his followers were counting 15,000 and plus and counting right after that tweet. It was pretty amazing to see that. So any more details on that, Jackie? Or uh, No, just that there's still an investigation going on about how the crash really happened, what happened to that girl who died. And um, um, the CEO of Asiana Airlines actually went today and was uh, this afternoon was bombarded by reporters specifically asking about the pilot. Why was this pilot flying this plane? It's a huge plane. And uh, uh, those two girls were actually part of a group of like about middle school age students. Uh, they were going to come here to a summer camp 
program. Now, let me remind you, uh, they were from China, where China has only a one-child policy per couple. So they have a law where you can only have one So now they're child. in compliance. So now they um, they lost their babies, and it's kind of Oh, kinda both really of them? Sad. Yeah, well, because they were, they they were, were friends. They were friends. The two girls sisters. were friends. They went to the same school, and they were part of that uh, group of children that were going to oh, come here to summer camp, which is a big big deal that program specifically it's like thousands and thousands of dollars and so these families send them over here to the united states to the summer program so they can kind of get some you know skills and it's very very sad situation and um before we go to the next story jackie i just want to say that billy scott billy goodnight says yeah homies let jackie talk oh thanks billy he's your fan i like him thanks for listening billy all right guys moving on So listen up, my Oregon peeps. Do you want to go to college and have no money? Well, don't worry, because Oregon's got your back. Oregon has just started a new program, and it's becoming the first state to implement a radical new program that would let students attend state schools without taking out a single loan or paying out of pocket. Oh, no. Catches, you have to go to school and... Oregon. You have to be a resident from Oregon. You have to go to school in in Oregon. The pay it forward, pay it back plan lets students enroll with no money down so long as they agree to pay up to 3% of their future salaries back into a state fund annually for 24 years. Huh? Yes. Um, Wait, explain um, that to me. That's too complicated. 3% (laughs) of your salary... After you're done with school, it does not have to be when you're in graduate school, and it does not. If you're out of work, you don't have to pay it back either. You have to pay three percent of your salary back to the state. What is it? A tithe? So, three <laughs> <laughs> um, percent of my salary for twenty-four years is more than I would spend on school in Oregon. Depending on your salary, of course, but uh, depending that's on your salary, and it it uh it'll include your um university bachelor's or your master's degree programs or any other program that you go on further from Well, there. you know, there's a high suicide rate in Oregon, you know. They're just trying to uh, up the population back to where it was, eh? <laughs> That's actually very, very interesting. It is. Um, to, I mean, seriously, think about the idea of, you know, hey, you can come to my school for free. I'm just going to take 3% of your check for the rest of your life. Okay. And, uh, and unfortunately, it's like it's kind of like selling your soul to the devil. A little bit, you know, like they give you like this. Like, you really, <laughs> no, seriously, you really want to go to college, and like you know, you can't get anywhere anymore without a, at least a college degree these but days. But no, I it got. Seems. <laughs> um, and you are willing to do anything and everything to get there. And now they and they're saying this where it looks, it sounds really, really good. Like, hey, I'll pay for everything: your books, your tuition. It's free. But sign here, sign I on own the you line, which is done for the rest of the twenty-four years. That is ingenious. Yeah. Yes, be they wouldn't scared, be charged. America. They be scared. wouldn't be charged taxes on any remaining debt after the twenty-four year repayment period expires. No, I wonder. They do they give me a, like a, a a number after no? Or she said three percent for twenty-four yeah. years. So they're banking that banking that these people become really successful. Oh, of course they are because and they're get giving paid them back more than exactly, they actually spend on, educating them. On, exactly. That is genius. Yeah, no, no. That's a good plan. It's a big incentive, though, because right now school is so expensive and people don't have... Make school cheaper. They don't have a means, yes, but they don't (laughs) have a means to pay for school. So I do wonder if Oregon people would start getting into this. Oh, I have every intention that oh, it's going to be so. packed. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, they're going to see a huge and flux Oregon's in their gonna education be, yeah, Oregon's going to make 
bank. And I'm thinking about maybe <laughs> maybe 24 years, we'll start hearing this again. Yeah. When people start, you know, actually having to take get their salary taken. Uh, that's wow. That's a, you're right. You know, that's that's like you know taxes. Yeah, that's it's almost like being taxed twice. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, I, so the federal exactly. government and the state government are going to take taxes out of my paycheck, and then a further three percent of my paycheck uh, will be taken by the school to pay for any education I've received while I'm in but their care. You can care. study whatever you want. You can get your master's so, degree, which can be does like. So, what does three percent equate at? Uh, I don't know, at a master's degree salary. Well, it depends on what, on I mean, what you, you know, get. Exactly. I mean, you, know, you, know, you could have a master's degree in you know, political science and not get a job. You could, have, you could be a doctor <laughs> and make serious money. I mean, you know, it, it, but so, we're, talking, we're talking billions. In, well, in the long run, we're talking billions. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I project this to – this is probably a more – I mean, they'll probably lose money in the first smart 10, shit. maybe 10, 15 years in this. But I think after that, they will increase their, their investment tenfold perhaps. I wonder if it's constitutional. Ooh, that's actually good. Uh, is it constitutional? Can know. they do that? I mean, if it's a contract, and it's oh, and it's opt into, um, you it's know, basically, by it's basically wage garnishments. You are you are agreeing, surrendering. You're agreeing, you're agreeing to, accept wage. to it. So how can you refute that if you agree to it? Wage garnishments. I mean, that's the thing. It's a contract, and like I said, they do it by choice. So I obviously, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anything my my personal know, legally thing. wrong with that. It's just. The idea that a lot of people will take this a certain way, and I don't think they fully understand the extent of everyone. What this that's the thing. Everyone's looking at it as a good thing right now. The initial reaction is, "Oh, that's awesome! I can go to school for free." Well, you know what though? The thing is, a lot of uh, I mean, school loans have like doubled or tripled in in interest rates. Okay, so uh, this might be another good option. I mean, a lot of people do pay. I wonder if you can do like half and half, like one uh, let year. Let me pay, and then okay, I need one to year take, I, can't I can't afford pay. this year. One year you don't pay, then it's like okay, I've saved half enough dairy, money to half pay for this. Half dairy, half non-dairy. Right, but then again, but then again, you know, okay, so you can't pay for one year. You still owe us three percent of your wages for twenty-four years. Would, but I'm assuming it would be according to you the debt you accrued from. Right, that's my school. question. Do we get a number, and can I pay that number off? <laughs> that would be different if yeah. they give you a set number. But from what I'm hearing, it's just it doesn't 3%. make sense if they give you a set number. Right, it makes more sense to do just the three percent phantom number for 24 years. That makes more sense. Phantom number. Are you kidding? I mean, <laughs> that that. You're, you're right, Jackie. The government would never do anything shady to take our money. Well. <laughs> I'm sure people wouldn't sign. I'm there. There. This people is are, people just are stupid. They they're not educated. That's why they need to go. This to is college. why the recession happened because everyone took out mortgages they couldn't afford. This this <laughs> is just uh, the beginning. If this were to be fully implemented at the um, at Oregon, it would be at least until 2015 before they decide to move ahead with it or not. So this is just preliminary. The pay it forward, pay it back program. Um, so we don't know what's gonna gonna happen with it, but how are they gonna pay their teachers <laughs> with our tax dollars, like well, they already do? But like <laughs> they don't, you don't pay taxes in Oregon. Well, the federal, federal government, government federal. is there no, pay taxes? There's Wait no, a second, there's, there's no, no taxes there's in no, Oregon. There's no state taxes there's in no Oregon. Tax. I'm moving there. Yeah, <laughs> it's hidden. 
Is so, it? It's hidden. So yeah, you're just like, because, like, it's like, like I, mean, it's, I found this such. firsthand because back in the high school, a pair of Vans were like thirty-five bucks here, right? Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, in Oregon, there's no tag. I can save a couple bucks. No, because they were thirty-eight bucks in Oregon, so they make their money regardless. It's just a hidden yeah. tag. Yes, it's more expensive over there in Oregon. Although I must say, it is very nice. It's same, but it's the same I thing in Nevada. There's no, there's no income tax because it would be a nightmare to try and calculate income tax on any winnings you make in the casino every time you go in ah. but you know everything else you know they they just they, oh they, they get juice. the money they yeah. always get their money they just juice it in different ways all right guys so moving on <laughs> take the air to that conversation <laughs> now <laughs> thank you jackie <laughs> this is this is a title you don't want to have as a country you just you just don't what is the newest fattest country in the world we've, we've escaped okay um, i'm gonna go with some place that serves high high cholesterol, high carbs. So somewhere south, somewhere south of the border. Um, you know or what? Russia, maybe. So so right now the the before that was the U.S. Right? Yes. The fattest country. So the yes. next fattest country. I, I'm no, a, not the next. The newest fattest. It is now the fattest. It's the fattest. Okay, I'm going with right. David, and I think it's Argentina. Now, see, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go farther north. I'm gonna go like I don't know, Ecuador, Guatemala, or Mexico. One of those. Mm. What's your guess? Uh, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in South or Central Texas. America. <laughs> the United, the right. United. Actually, Kingdom. Ohio, I think, is the fattest state. I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Brown got it. Yes. Mexico. Wait, Mexico. Oh. Mexico. Is that a brown joke? It's <laughs> really. <laughs> Mexico is now the newest, oh, no. fattest country in the world, according they don't to have a new problems. According to a new report from the United Nations, reveals that Mexico has surpassed the United States. As the world's fattest country, with the 32.8% of Mexicans now considered obese. Does that the make US, them the heavyweight champions of the world? Boom. <laughs> the U.S. is not too far behind, though. They're at 31.8%, so it's just a 1% difference at the obese I know level. why. Why? I know why. Chiraquitas. Uh, <laughs> NAFTA. It's James Gandolfini. North does, American. So percentage. <laughs> North American Free Trade Agreement. Yeah, uh, you know. You know, despite popular belief, Mexican food is not that fattening when it doesn't have GMOs in it. And uh, the North American Free Trade Agreement, you know, that started back in the day, uh, has opened the door to, uh, uh, you know, monocultures invading the uh, the Southern American uh, or, or the Southern border uh, countries and Mexico being so close to us. You know, uh, I think that GMOs have something to do with it. Well, Angel, Mexican food is just beans covered with cheese. That's all fat. <laughs> the report says the report blames Mexico's rising income levels and a culture of consumerism to the reason why they have um, been going overweight. And the munchies. Yes. Another reason why is that they're saying that there's a very high vitamin T level in Mexico. Vitamin T. Vitamin yes. T, I, I vitamin T is tacos, tamales, and <laughs> <laughs> Too much vitamin Ooh. T in Mexico. I love Mexican food. I absolutely love it. And I'm on this new thing where I don't eat like uh, simple carbs anymore. And so it's really, really rough because basically I leave fajitas. Yeah. And that's it. What's a simple carb? Is that like, like bre- an autistic I, carb? No, I don't <laughs> eat like bread, <laughs> potatoes, pasta. Are you on a diet? Yeah. 
Why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my girlish figure back. It's summertime. <laughs> it's summertime. My bathing suit doesn't fit. No, but all those things. And like, I miss it because like, I used to destroy nachos and burritos. I can't have any rice anymore. And it's rough because even beans, because I'm on the, I'm doing a paleo diet. And so your beans have a lot of carbs. I have to have carbs too. And so like I'm saying, seriously. So you only eat what like dinosaurs humans. ate? Yes, cavemen. And actually it's called the caveman diet. They ate like the raw, raw meat, diet. man. Raw meat and uncooked vegetables. When I first saw that diet, I kept on calling it paleo diet. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur to me to be paleo. What is paleo? paleo? Paleo. I don't know. It's a Spanish. It sounded Hispanic. So yeah, I was like, oh, it's the paleo diet. That, that must be Dr. Paleo's diet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Someone corrected me. Very well known. So I, I didn't. I didn't know about that. So uh, there you go, guys. Mexico, number one fattest country in the world. It's so sad. What? I just think it's weird because when I hear that, I think I, it makes sense because food is very, very, very important in Mexican culture. It's yes. super, super important. Even when and you Latin go over there, in general, yeah. When you go over there, there's food everywhere. But then I think about the kids that I see, like walking barefoot to school because they want to like save their shoes for their class time and like that's considered i don't know it's just weird to me well you know um i'm glad you brought that up i used to do a lot of non uh, non non-profit work in uh, high need communities and what i found I, I was doing a research with a group and there is such thing called a food desert what a food desert is, is basically a place where you don't have access to healthy eating and if you look at the high de- po- uh, populations where there is lots of obesity, they're usually in low-income communities. Because right, what do you have? Yeah. McDonald's. Cup of noodle. Cup of noodle, things like this. Stuff you think, can afford, which exactly. is mm-hmm. usually which, awful for well, you. Yeah, bad for you. And That's I think true. that has some, may have something to do with and, it. And that there, there, therein uh, lies my point. Uh, NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, has taken out the little guy, the local the – local, uh, uh, what do you call it? The local farmers yeah, do not produce makers are, can't can't compete. Anymore. They cannot compete. So here you go, having foods that are that are not basically plastic. Yeah, yeah, plastic. Basically, yeah. here's here's garbage food that's cheaper than the healthier stuff you're eating, and it's going to steadily decrease your overall life expectancy. Okay, I'm going to stop here, and we're going to go out to a, uh, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Bobby Joe Valentine. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. But we're also going to come back to some more news yes, and dirty laundry Yes, I got as well. more stuff for you guys. I got and more. And Cordell Chrisman and David Brown uh, of the Cinevers.com. And I'm stopping it because we're agreeing too much. Yes. <laughs> what are you right. talking about? Mexico is the fattest country. It is definitely Canada. How dare you 100%. All? It's <laughs> the maple syrup. <laughs> okay, it's sugar. We'll be right back.
Hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins? Nothing. Nothing about twins? Do you know, do you know any twins? No. Do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints? Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the Devil Mint commercials? If I was to ask you what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but I'm not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Really? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. It's kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your own... Individuality? Thank you, yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. <laughs> oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself. You're identical? Yes, we're identical twins. Cool. His name is Angel. Angel, that's a, nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Or... Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if, if I'm Jose, then he must be Jose B. What do you mean? <laughs> I think that's it unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel uh, No, that's good, thank you for your time, man How about a shout out to my brother Angel What's up, Angel? Have a good one, buddy You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel here on TwinTalkCast.com I'm Jackie and I'm here with Oh, Cordell's here, too. <laughs> <laughs> David wasn't there for a second. Now David is here. From the Cineverse, thank filling in for Jose, who's at an assignment. And, of course, my lovely... Angel. I'm oh, your lovely angel. I love that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. How many, times, how many times have you used that on women? Uh, Angel? <laughs> uh, angel. <laughs> I must have fallen from heaven. Uh, <laughs> I must have fallen from The heaven. one I used with women is, uh, don't let the name fool you. You know, I thought it was a good idea. Thank you, Jackie, for bringing us back in. Uh, yes, we indeed, we are here with the guys from the Cineverse, uh, David Cordell, or David Brown and Cordell Crisman. We are one <laughs> and the same. And that was our beautiful uh, multimedia journalist, Jackie Casas, that we're going to have a little later on doing some more news and dirty laundry. All around cool chick. And uh, uh, but like I said earlier, uh, our next guest that we have uh, on the phone right now is a singer songwriter uh, out of San Francisco, actually. And we're very glad that uh, he had a safe flight here. I hope he has a safe flight back as also uh, his uh, he's been featured on uh, L.A. Weekly, also on television shows 
uh, uh, on ABC, NBC, and uh, uh, on a 2013 Ford Fusion commercial. <laughs> right on. So listen. Uh, Ford Tough. <laughs> our next guest is Bobby Joe Valentine. Bobby, are you there? Hold on, Bobby. Hold, hold on. I got to get you on. Hold on. Are you there, Bobby? I am here, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my bad. I'm usually, my brother's usually the one on the controls. I'm not doing a bad job, but, you know, I, I, I'm not as quick as he. Uh, thanks for being on our show, uh, Bobby. And uh, you're out of San Francisco, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I'm about 40 minutes north of San Francisco, and I actually drove here. So I had, uh, yesterday, I drove about seven and a half hours to get here. Uh-oh. For the shows I have down here, <laughs> right, right on. You know, I, I I dig your music. It's 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 nice. <laughs> you definitely thanks, man. I'm you glad de- you like it. Singer songwriter really me. Uh, uh, it really fits. You really uh, it really fits. And what are you doing here in L.A.? Are you uh, are you collaborating with somebody right now? Uh, actually, yeah, I just got out of the studio with a, a producer that's worked with some cool people, and uh, we're just kind of working on some acoustic acoustic music, just seeing what comes out. And I have a new song that he he's really thinking of uh, kind of taking the reins on, and we might produce a single out of it. So. Uh, oh, right on. Uh, so, hey, uh, let's talk about your new album, Home. Absolutely. So that came out in October of uh, last year, and it's cool. You know, I'm, I'm just an independent singer-songwriter, you know, working hard at it, and I've gotten some cool random things happen, but still indie, you know? Yeah. And so for us, we just, we just uh, two months ago, we broke the, you know, thousand physical albums sold. Wow. And for us, yeah, so for us, you know, it's just an emerging singer-songwriter with, like, you know, just a, a small team of supportive people behind. It's all, like, physical, and it's all, like, straight, you know, from live shows, so it, it was really cool to break that milestone and hopefully we'll keep on going in the age of uh of digital music that indeed is uh is is a, is a milestone so, yeah, absolutely so, yeah it's pretty cool when you have to order another batch uh, right on so tell me uh, how long have you been doing uh have you been how how would i say it you've obviously been it's your it's your passion it's your art but where you've actually started to I don't know, uh, make it on TV, make it on uh, radio shows. Uh, how long have you been a professional, if you will? A professional? Well, I, I probably, that stuff really kicked in probably about a year and a half ago. Is um, And two years ago, two years and three months, I was able to quit my day job ah. and start doing full-time. Um, and so this is all that I do. Um, but probably a year and a half was the first cool opportunity. It was, a, I think it was a morning show on ABC, I got to show up and, and it was, there was like 10 billion cameras and they were all like bigger than I was. And it was a cool experience. And since then things have kind of just kind of been taken off, which is exciting. Hey, well, there's a quote here that I, uh, uh, from, uh, Brian Lucy, who's a mastering engineer for the, the band, the shin and the black keys who said Bobby writes with a sweetness and honesty seldom heard in acoustic pop music. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, he was, that's a really kind quote. Um, I was actually I was able to work with him a little bit, um, and he actually ended up being the mastering engineer for my second album, which was amazing. Um, and this was so this was a review of my first album that he listened to, and okay. um, he that's kind of what I try to focus on is is like sincerity. There's a lot of songs that 
you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of songs on the radio are people sitting down and writing songs and saying to themselves, I hope these people feel this way about this song. And I just kind of write whatever life experiences I'm going through. And I'm really lucky to have people connect with us and, and see what happens. But I try to keep it really sincere and like what's going on in my life right now. You know, having listened to uh, uh, some of your music, I indeed agree that it, it is very, uh, it's very honest and sweet um so uh, let's play a track of yours and uh before we but are you wait before we play a track are are you going to play any gigs out here because i know a couple of venues you can just pretty much stop by bring your guitar and i'll have a beer with you man <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> well i have um, the only issue there is that uh, actually wednesday through wednesday through sunday i'm i'm booked i got a gig every night so oh. um Wednesday night, I'm at Bourbon Street in San Diego, and then Thursday, I'm at a little theater, and people can check my website if, if they like the music and get tickets to all those all those gigs. But actually, Wednesday through Sunday, I'm pretty much pretty much packed. Oh, so you're <laughs> so are you driving back tonight or what? No, no, I'm uh, so I actually have um, shows from in LA and San Diego area until Sunday, and then I drive back on okay. Monday. So tell us the LA shows and the San Diego. Show. Uh, give us the venues. Absolutely. So San Diego, I'm playing at Bourbon Street, which is a really cool uh, venue. That's Wednesday, and that's from 7 to 10, so that's tomorrow. Um, the next day, I'm playing at a place called the Raven Playhouse, which is a really, really cool, intimate theater in L.A., in North Hollywood, actually. And um, then Friday, I have a house concert, so unfortunately... Other people can't come to that. You guys can come though. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but, hey I was. Why do you think I got you on the show? I wanted to be invited to that, eh? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's actually actually the producer of House Hunters is actually putting that house concert on. Oh. So it's cool. It'll be a lot of music supervisors and you know TV people that hopefully feel like my music. They'll decide to have me be a part of their next TV show, or whatever. And then um, Saturday, I'm in Juma, Arizona. Oh. And I'm playing at this, yeah, I'm playing at this uh, cool little um, hotel, actually, in Yuma. And then Sunday, I'm actually playing the main stage of San Diego Pride. Oh, really? In in San Francisco? Yeah. In San Diego. In San, oh, Diego. in San Diego. So there's a the big Pride thing that's going on this Sunday. There okay. should be about fifty to 60,000 people there, and uh, I'll be on the main stage. It'll be a lot of fun. Right on, eh? They, uh, <laughs> I was going to say something, but hey. Hey, well, anyways... <laughs> Feel free to say something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, well, you know what, Bobby Joe? It's 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 really great to to act. It really is great to get in touch with you because I do dig your music. I'm very happy that you're on our show. Um, and uh, before we let you go, please uh, tell uh, our listeners where they could find your music, where they could find all your information, uh, and then uh, uh, yeah, please do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Bobby Joe Valentine, and there's no E in the Joe. And I got music on iTunes and on Spotify for the people that, you know, enjoy listening to an album all the way through before they decide to buy it. Um, I am on Spotify. And then uh, my website is just Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y-J-O, Valentine.com. And then on Facebook, I'm Facebook.com slash Bobby Joe V. And those are kind of the main places people come and hang out with me. Okay, I'm going to play the I'm going to play the song off your new album called Home. Uh, and the single is called home will you tell us a little bit about that before i uh, and lead us into it 
Yeah, absolutely. This song is kind of a, a dis- it's about displacement and it's about kind of the it's funny if you if you had any sort of comfort when you grew up, it's like the older that you get, the more moments that you have sometimes where it, life is just overwhelming and you wish you were 10 or 11 or 12 and you could you could just head back home and like everything was taken care of, right? right? Like I know everything was everything was solved and so that's kind of uh it's that longing. That's what the song's about. Awesome. Thank you uh Bobby Joe Valentine and uh this is a home by Bobby Joe Valentine. Thanks. Dropped like falling stars, bare feet and cable cars, and we don't know who we are, but we're not trying to find out. We stare about the sun, look at the things we've done, and my heart is on the run. And it's not gonna stop now Oh, but Sometimes I wanna go home 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 Yeah we're in and I know somebody's gotta win but I'm not trying to win now oh but sometimes I want to go home 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 Scared that we've come this far And we don't know who we are We're afraid to find out Oh, but Sometimes I want to go home Sometimes I want to go home Sometimes I want to go home Sometimes I want to go home
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and I'm Angel, and sitting in for my brother Jose uh, from the Cineverse. That's Cordell Christman. And David Brown. Brown, <laughs> brown, 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 brown. Anyways, this is TwinTalkCast.com and uh, also Live365.com. I want to tell you guys... Uh, why don't you guys call in? Uh, we do have a landline that you could call in at six two six two seven five twin. That's six two six two seven five eight nine four six. Or just uh, check us out on Facebook, Twin Talk Show, or on Twitter, Twin Talk Show. And now we have a new Instagram. Photography. Oh, I, oh, I forgot to get to that account. Can you imagine <laughs> what kind of photos I can post? Please put on some of the good stuff, Jackie. <laughs> the heat in Tito Luis's garage. Yeah, let's not let's not uh, Instagram those. Did you say Tito? <laughs> hey, man, we're not the Jacksons, eh? <laughs> Tito Luis. Tito. That's what Tito. I think. I, I, I know it is your Uncle Luis, but every time I hear, I think of Tito. Uncle Let me Luis. tell you, I, I want to give a, I want, I want you guys to know, we got, we got to set our, our, our love out to Tito Luis. He was actually in an accident uh, driving the, the garbage truck. He drives a garbage truck for the waste, well, excuse me, he's a waste management operator. Mm. For a second, I thought you were saying he got an accident. He was driving the Boeing 777. <laughs> like, Whoa. But he's recovering well. Uh, he's not working for a while. He's recovering well. Tio Luis, we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Let us hang out in the garage. And uh, kick us down with some of those pain pills. Eh? <laughs> Much love to Tio Luis. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get back into news and dirty laundry. Are Grab you? Your loins, Wait a everybody. second. Wait a Grab second. Your loins. Wait a second. Grab your loins. <laughs> Jackie, don't jump the gun on me, eh? I'm sorry. Nigga, here. What is that? I don't know what that. What is Forces that? Forces from the past. That's my. Here. There you go. That's my loin music. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. <laughs> Aren't they throbbing? <laughs> okay, so now we're back with uh, Jackie Casas, uh, our news and dirty laundry girl. All right, guys. Are you looking for a new way to get a youthful look? Well, lotions and potions are not your answer. It's actually. <laughs> Sex. Woo! I've been telling people for years, <laughs> sex is the fountain of youth. That's what we say at the bar. It's like, let me help you. <laughs> Never Accor- works. According to new research, it shows that having a healthy sex life can make you look five to seven years younger. This is according to a uh, UK How hospital. much sex? Five oh. to seven years younger. A healthy sex life can make you five to seven years long- younger. Indeed. The endorphins that are released during sex have a number of health benefits and can reduce anxiety, aid in sleep, act True. as a natural painkiller, boost circulation to the heart, and True. make the skin appear more elastic and youthful. So all of these adds up, but uh, adds up to. Hey, man, when I do sex, I'm pretty elastic, eh? Uh, I'll tell you. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm elastic and fantastic <laughs> and orgasmic. The, uh, ick. The, I'll just put the ick at the end of that. With the research group, the doctors found that those who looked younger than their age had sex three times a week on average. Hey, well, let me tell you, my wife is 13 years younger than me. Rock in the cradle. Well we? done. <laughs> is that, was that, that's all you had to say? <laughs> that's all that I had to say. Just putting it out there. Saying this. Putting that out there. Hugh Hefner ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's it's kind of nice. It's it's a free. Well, some people would pay for sex, but generally it's a it's a free way for you to get a more useful, fresher look. Free I'm way. Just, I'm just thinking about the the nerds that did that crunch the numbers on this. <laughs> you know, is this is this actual science or is this like um uh, no yeah yeah yeah, you yeah. You if you <laughs> sex uh, makes you look younger. I, I crunch the numbers. You look pretty young, eh? What is? What's your secret? <laughs> Sex. Would you like to uh, come and do some research? That's <laughs> like do some research. Like to come and do some research. Does it act as a natural painkiller? That's what I'm. I get the whole. It's very very simple. I mean, think about it. Think about when like you're in the moment, right? And let's say like the, like you your stomach hurt before, or you had a headache, and then you get into those it. are generally reasons <laughs> that it you doesn't don't happen. Have and then, yeah. No, but sometimes uh, some of us can be very very persuasive. <laughs> And then, so... Oh, you do the massage <laughs> trick, right? You're like, oh, baby, let me help you with that let headache. Let me help you with and that. You and all of a sudden, the, the headache's gone. <laughs> and she looked very youthful. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong. But seriously, think about it. And then your ailments seem to melt away because you're in the land of ecstasy. I get the anxiety. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, the I can see and and, you know, whether we don't know what the science is or... Whether it's, you know, how they did it. Sex Missionaries. Is, six, <laughs> sex is good. <laughs> the research position. The it's, research al- it's always position. been noted in, in all the history books. Sex <laughs> is good. Sex is a gift. And it should be approached as so. And, and I think that... Happy birthday? <laughs> and, and I think that if we, if we have the proper perspective on sex... Then we have good sex, and then if we have good sex, then we have a good relationship. And you don't want to piss your chick off, no, because that could make any man twenty years older, or or <laughs> or John Bobbitt. Exactly. Let's, let's not let's or, not forget. Or a few inches shorter, lest we forget. Lest we forget. That's not good. So Jackie, you brought the boobs on that one, huh? Yes, I was thinking when you're talking about the boobs, I, I don't have one specific boob story, but this can be, you know, under that umbrella. The umbrella of the boob. <laughs> yeah, the, that can healthy sex life makes you look more useful. Hey, uh, bef- before we continue, Jose posted on our Facebook, th- that's indentured servitude, not good. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He's talking about the college thing. I completely agree with you, oh, Jose. Oh, yeah. What's, yeah. what's indentured yeah. And servitude. What does dentures have to do with it? <laughs> Indentured servitude. This what? goes back. Basically, you work for nothing. It, it, you're basically you're contracted to be a slave for a set period of time until it has been decided that you have worked your debt off. Okay, my bad. I brought back old news. <laughs> Actually, Jose uh, commented on our Facebook blog and said, "Yeah, Jackie Casas, notice I look much younger than Angel." <laughs> what is he trying to say there? Oh no, all that all that is being said here is that Angel step up. You got to Okay, you gotta we got to young and up. It's time to got young and up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's move on. This was actually a story that really caused um, a huge outrage online. I don't know. I don't watch this, but this probably got people watching to the Wimbledon competition. 
Um, I, I think I know what the tennis. Story is. Yeah, yeah. Tennis. Mm-hmm. Tennis. It's a huge competition that they held. Uh, they hold over there in Europe every year. It's a big deal. So the winner for the Wil- Wimbledon women's single ti- title, her name is Marianne Bartali, and she's French. So it's a huge big deal to win this um, competition, but it was overshadowed by a comment by one of the radio commentators from BBC that said that she um, uh, she actually made a comment. He made a comment during the competition saying when asked if people thought her father told her when she was little she would never be a looker. Like Maria Sharapova, as we know, is a good-looking lady. Uh-huh. So she would have to fight harder for success. So he's making this comment about her during the competition. After did she win? Do, it? No, this was before she had won. Uh-huh. So he makes this comment during the competition. Would her? I bet her dad said when she was little that little that she wouldn't be a looker, so she had to fight harder for success. And so that got overtweeted. Then her. So then the whole <laughs> thing came about on Twitter, online, on Facebook, and Marion ended up winning the competition. Ah. So, so, he, so she must have been working hard at it, huh? I guess so. <laughs> she respond, She was actually really, really cool to the uh, response when they started asking her later on in the in the press press room about it. Did you hear what uh, the BBC commentator? His name is uh, Irvindale, John. In, I'm sorry, Inverdale, uh, who's been doing this commentation commentary uh, for BBC for decades, um, and he's an older man. She responded with saying that it doesn't it didn't matter to her. She said she's not a blonde. That is a fact. <laughs> and she said, have I ever dreamt about having a model contract? No, I'm sorry. But have I dreamt about winning Wimbledon? Absolutely. Yes. So well, here's my question. Why didn't it just end there? He made an idiotic comment. Didn't bother her. She won. And a story. Because people are upset that she. So then when he responded, see, he says that he's written an apology over to Bartoli. And told this listeners um, after the competition that it was a clumsy phrase and that he was just referring to the point that not all players need to be six-foot-tall Amazonian athletes. Hey, um, I think that's bullshit. I think he just said, you know what? <laughs> I'm an asshole. I made an asshole comment. I apologize. Clearly, you know, she's got the chops to win this competition. I mean, we're, we're living in a politically correct era. I mean, Paula Dean's in trouble because she made an off-color comment. <laughs> well, yeah, 20 um, years earlier. Yeah. Uh, tw- uh, did you say joke. off-color? I guess I did. Um, and uh, you know, this goes back to, like, color. remember like, <laughs> the Kanye West <laughs> thing with Taylor Swift and everything? So, I mean, you know, we're living in an era where, like, everything you say is recorded and everyone hears it. And so when you're in the public eye, you have to be mindful of that. And you don't you don't get to slip up. Unfortunately, you don't you don't have the luxury. Mm-hmm. You know what, so. though? You know what, though? You don't talk shit like that about your daughter. eh? he's that guy. As far as far as I'm concerned, you you, you should always speak people up and particularly your kids. And if you're a father of a daughter and you don't want her to be treated bad, you need to speak her up so that when other guys speak her down, she turns the other direction. Hey, eh? Charlie, eh? That I is mean, true. I mean, you know, I don't like. Do I think the comment was ill placed? Yeah, but I don't think it was that big of a deal, especially seeing that it probably, you know, she says it didn't bother. It probably gave her some fuel, and it enabled her, it helped her win Wimbledon. I don't think it, it, you know the comment itself was why. She but won. do they? Let me let me just put a parallel example to you. 
I don't know a name of a dude, but a, a an NBA commentator, would he make a comment about Kobe Bryant's looks? Oh, he's no. not so much Unfor- of a looker. Yeah, unfortunately, we also we still li- we live in a in society where like women are still judged on their looks primarily. Yeah. Like first thing, I, oh, we see a woman, it's always a How does she look? How, unfortunately, how do as opposed to <laughs> what she can bring to the table, how good of an athlete she yeah, is, what her intelligence like. It's always secondary. Whereas for a man, it's more. It's it's not about look because you look at half the NBA players. I mean, look at the look at the Heat. The awesome. Heat are ugly. Yes. <laughs> ugly. Chris Bosch looks like a, a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> like, ugly. But no one says anything because they can play a ball like a madman. However, if you talk about the WNBA, what's the first, the second thing? What's the second thing people usually say and how unattractive they are? And that's sad that they are judging the, the, uh, you know, these athletes on their look as opposed to their, their athleticism. Hey, I just want to say that Billy Scott... Posted again, he must have. He must be listening to the show. He heard when I asked Jose if he was coming back. Sorry to, to oh no, cut no, you off there, my friend. What did Billy say? Billy said, "If Jose isn't there next week, I will fill in if I can sit by Jackie Casa." Oh, uh, <laughs> well, he, you can sit over here to my right, Billy. I'm always by myself over here at hey, this end. So, according to Billy, you don't have to try very hard because you're a looker. Well, at least I'm I'm th- I'm saying that. Much appreciated, Billy Scott. But I was a little disappointed in this uh, Irvin uh, fuck Inverdale uh, from BBC. So now people are there's an outcry that they BBC should fire him because of his comments. Uh, I, don't I mean, think he should be fired. He'll probably get fined and move over to you know uh, curling. Or certainly, something. he should be you know reprimanded. Exactly, I mean, David. Yeah, are you getting a call over there? I'm not. I'm, He's I'm a popular getting, man. I'm getting a text that's, Dave, that's David Brown right there. <laughs> I don't know if you know noticed. That's David Brown. Don't you know who, know who this, this, this uh, uh, Just put on, it on the air. Let's answer it on the air. <laughs> David Brown. <laughs> uh, okay, it's from my girlfriend, Kimberly. She says, good night, love. Oh. Oh. I'm going to say good night if that's, uh, if that's okay. I was totally going to hijack your call there, eh? Sorry, it's text messages. That is so cute. The only, buddy, the only people that can hijack this shit is the NSA. Hey, uh, Which they do. Yes. As we've learned. Good night, NSA. <laughs> hey, so, uh, so you know, no more daddy lookers and no more uh, uh, overshadowing uh, Yeah. N- Be nice, guys. <laughs> I have a Don't. question, though. Since we're bringing up the idea, um, you know, why is it that these these outcries only come out when when people, when, like, men would say, oh, she's not very attractive? But when they do say, oh, she is very attractive, they go, oh, thank you. That's a compliment. That I, I never hear, like, why are you saying I'm attractive? Like, it's a two-way street, guys. Wait, wait, I hear this, you on that. This, you know, the, uh, the, public, the public gender relations is always going to be a double-edged sword. It's just the way it is. There's, there's no winning. There's no losing. It's just, you know. But you're see, gonna... if you were to say I'm attractive. <laughs> there's only you. There's only me. Nice and we just say. disagree. <laughs> I would appreciate that. But if you're going to tell me, well, you're not so much of a looker, that's not a nice thing to say. Yeah, but your issue wouldn't be that I, d- I called you ugly. Your issue would be that I'm talking about your looks. Whereas <laughs> if I give you a comment about your looks, your issue is you don't have an issue with me talking about your looks. So you only appreciate nice things about about that about that point not negative things my thing is if you're gonna cry out about someone talking about your looks you have to cry out 100 percent of, of the time i see you take it all take the good with the bad yeah it's kind of like rever- it, it, a parallel can be drawn like with, with uh, reverse racism 
if I'm going to sit here and, and be angry that people are treating me a certain way because I'm black, I have to do the same for when they treat me better than other people because I'm black and when they treat me worse than other people because I'm black. Which brings Because my idea is I don't want to be treated equal, not special. Well, and then then that brings up a whole new kind of words like affirmative action and, and exactly from there. And that's, exactly, we're not prepared. Okay. We're, not, we're not ready for that. We're not ready for that. Okay, ladies, and lighthearted, gentlemen. lighthearted conversation. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. That's the uh, news and dirty laundry by Jackie Casas. And uh, what was it? <laughs> what was it? It was. Where is it? Where'd it go? That was S F O O No, free school. Sex for Youth, te- Tennis Daddy Shadow, Paula Dean Porn, and the Cineverse. ¿Qué más quieres? Paula Dean Porn, Dean Porn <laughs> and the Cineverse. I never thought I'd hear we that ha- sentence. We had all that on the News and Dirty Laundry. And uh, if you want to hear it again, just listen to the podcast tomorrow on TwinTalkCast.com. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back.
And uh, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And uh, I'm Angel. And sitting in for my brother, Jose, who's on assignment, are the geniuses from thecineverse.com, David Brown. <laughs> Yes, correct. <laughs> and Chris, uh, nope, they, nope, nope. He's Chris Cordell. <laughs> Chris has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. Cordell is Cordell. In the building. <laughs> Large and in charge, I am. Uh, uh, I do love the radio show. I love being on here. We we both do because we're hams. It, you know? Well, no, really, it's not the first time we've had you on as uh, our guest. Far from it. We've had and and uh, we and we've had you on as co-hosts. And it's always a lot of fun. I, I tell you, when uh, when I was driving over here, Jackie texted me. I'm like, "Do we have a co-host in Jose's absence?" And uh, and I'm all the Cineverse, and she's all, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I texted. Yay! <laughs> we How do, do what we can here. We do what we can. We love you guys. We love you guys. We love you. We love the listeners. Um, everything about this is and like the sound fine. of our own voices. I mean, <laughs> that's what we love the most. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I sound pretty damn light up sexy here on this microphone. Oh yeah. Oh. How's it going? Hey, well, yeah. let, let How's it going, world? <laughs> can you do that again? You know I can. Oh my loins. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Let me tell you, you guys, we miss uh, your, your episodes, every episode you have. So do we. Yeah. It's, it's so dope. So many uh, movie seasons have come and gone, are, uh, gone and, and, and you guys are, are on, a, on a slight hiatus. My wife and I are constantly looking to see if there's anything new. So you haven't lost any fans. I'm sure there's other fans out there that want to see. But people could still see your old stuff, right? Yeah, Absolutely. the old stuff is still on YouTube. And actually what we're going to do is we decide to gear the site back up. Uh, we we still can't do videos because of this uh, legal battle we're in, but we are going to be doing blogs again. Okay. Um, cause, like, we do want to reach back out there to the fans. I know we've been away for some time. It's Uncle Sam, not us guys. Um, but we definitely going to bring you something because we know we know your th- we know your palates are thirsty. Yeah, and, exactly. we, and we want to wet them. We are going to be on on the road this uh, next week. Next oh, that's right. Week. Oh, yeah, really? Comic Con's coming. Up, that's boys right. and girls, heading down to San Diego. Nerd for- Nirvana. That's right. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of people take over San Diego for a good week, uh, dressed as all, all you know, all manner Everything. of things. I mean, Everything. I've seen video game characters, Hannibal Lecter, uh, uh, Hellraiser, Hellraiser, Hannibal all the Lecter. Power Rangers. Um, I've seen Ninja Turtle. Boba Fett in a uh, in a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah. All the Mario Nuh-uh. cast. Yeah, it's a good time. We went down there. My my first time down there was last year. Dave's been going since birth. Um, <laughs> but my first time was last year, and it was it was an experience because you know, first of all, San Diego seriously explodes with with nerds. They shut the the streets um, down in the gas lamp. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fabulous. The convention's packed. Um, anything now? It used to be just comic books, but mm-hmm. now Comic Con has has expanded to any everything media. All mo- all the big movies will be there. Every your favorite um, TV shows. All the big TV like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. All these all the big shows will be there. You get to see panels. You get to see celebrities. Yeah, they they're just walking signings. Around. They give away so much sw- swag, T-shirts and posters. You come. It's home a great time with, the, with an entirely with new T-shirt. Bag. What is what does geek swagger consist of? <laughs> what he's wearing right now. I'm sorry, radio. You can't see, but I'll explain to you in great detail. David Brown is wearing a Game of Thrones shirt. However. It's the Iron Throne with all the swords, but guess who's sitting? Sauron the Deceiver is sitting in the Iron Throne, and below it it says One Throne 
to rule them all. So David Brown has has a hybrid shirt of Lord <laughs> of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Well done, sir. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> well done. Very much. But yeah, that's basically what we're talking about. You know, first you can buy pretty much any anything your your nerd heart could desire, like weapon replicas, are weapons, costumes. costumes. Are th- is the whole dressing up? That's not mandatory, right? No, no, no cosplay. Not. But yeah, it's called cosplay, uh, and uh, no, it's certainly not. It, you know, a lot of people just do it for fun. Uh-huh. But there is also they have a large uh, costume. Uh, uh, basically, basically masquerade contest. Oh, okay. so they're individual, and it's award. You're awarded. It's like well, this is the best individual uh, costume. Right. But you know what's really good about cosplay <laughs> is like it's it's not just dressing up. Like these, the people who take it very. I mean, it's a subculture within itself. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. are the character. They're, they're, they're like I have one step I, from being there, furries. There are there are a couple zombie pictures that we took last year, and the zombies won't speak. They only grunt. Okay. And, like, they are fully immersed. Like, I saw really good Jokers. Like, they are that character. And it, it's, like, basically I've Halloween some, for a weekend. I've like, chicks, like, dress up in, like, female characters. Hey, and hey no, like we're not, we're not going to, naked. We're not I going love to, it. to put down on the bosomery. Because, like we said, <laughs> we respect these women. Exactly. They have, we they respect make them the too much, Jackie, exactly. to, to make comments. I'm not looking at their looks, Jackie. I'm looking at the work they put into that oh, comment. The, oh, okay. the, <laughs> the unbelievable Pasties. work. Because, and like a because like, that's, I'm looking at the dedication hey, but to their know, product, okay? But but don't worry, Jackie is looking at, at the, the boobs. boobs. I, <laughs> I'm looking at the boobs and how in some of these costumes they're almost falling out. And, and if that's what they want, if Jackie, that's how they want to present themselves then, as women, then damn it, then, let them. Then they should <laughs> hire you equality. guys as their, their, their costume protectors. So in case they fall out, you pop it back in. If, if, <laughs> no, if, anything could be. I don't want to touch that. You don't want you don't no, want to because you don't know who else has touched it. I'll yes. touch it. Oh. Hey, uh, so before we touch any more boobs, uh, we're gonna end this segment here because it's time for the chill lounge. But guys, uh, after the chill lounge, we'll we'll come back to you. You can tell everybody where to find the Cineverse.com. Because you know what, listeners, the uh, as 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 I said, they're in a bit of a hiatus right now. But please do check out their old their old uh, episodes at YouTube. Where, what is that? It's on YouTube. The, the channel Basically, is called yeah. The Cineverse. You can just look up you Cineverse. Can look it up. The Cineverse.com. We still, ha- we still own that for the time being, so yeah. go on as much as you can. Go to the Cineverse.com and look at their old stuff, and you'll see what I mean, and you're going to be uh, hoping for them to come back real soon. But uh, uh, right now, it's time for the chill out, so uh, everybody stand by. Uh-oh. Stand are, we, are, we, are we chilling? I was, I, was, I was still chilling. <laughs> I was chilling. <laughs> I was so chilling, I was frozen. Hold on a second. Pop. Back. Back. And listen.
Give it a go. What's stopping you? Money? Money comes and goes. And so will your chance if you don't give it a go. Time? Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not here. The time is now. Fear? Well, Albert Einstein said, Courage is not the absence of fear, but to move in spite of it. So, give it a go in spite of it. Move passionately and become it. So, give it a go. Chill. One love. Listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel here on TwinTalkCast.com. Now, you're listening right now to Cordell Christman from the Cineverse because we are stepping in for Jose, who is on ass assignment <laughs> <laughs> up in San Francisco, which is really funny. I just got while you were saying ass. <laughs> yeah, so that was my chill lounge, and uh, that was uh, Cordell Christman uh, and also David Brown. I'm of- still chilling. <laughs> of the cineverse.com. Thanks, guys, for sitting in for my brother. Of course, no problem. Thanks for having us. And uh, also, I also want to thank uh, Bobby Joe Valentine, singer songwriter. Um, you can uh, check him out at bobbyjoevalentine.com. Uh, uh, and uh, who else called it? Jose. Jose called his own show. <laughs> Look at that. He's my, such a giver. My brother Jose, Can't who's out stop. on assignment in San Francisco uh, covering the, the horrible accident, uh, airplane accident that happened over there. Thank you, brother, for calling in. Such great uh, news coverage over there, brother. You're very professional. And uh, Julie Pizzatola for Rock for the Cure. Make sure you guys go there. It's this Saturday at uh, Romano's Concert Lounge at 9 p.m. It's Rock for the Cure. Great music, great beer, great food, and it's for a cause. Romano Concert Lounge in Riverside. And... Uh, Every week, Jackie brings it so well, and we are so gifted to have her. Thank you, Jackie, for being here. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the uh, our show today. Make sure that you catch the podcast later on uh, TwinTalkCast.com and on iTunes because we are iTwins. And catch it on our radio station. We're going to have it on, on rotation again in the next couple days. Uh, if you want to listen to it again and tell your friends about it, friend us on Twin Talk Show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Next week, the blue agave is, excuse me, that sounded Spanglish, didn't it? <laughs> A little bit. I wasn't going to say anything. Go on with your bass, though. The really cool, <laughs> sultry uh, sounding, uh, you know, beach rock, East LA sounding band duel of uh, Andy Abad, uh, Grammy Award nom- uh, nominated Andy Abad, and a Grammy Award were nominated the singer uh, Stephanie Amato of the Blue Agave will be here because they're dropping a new album nice I do like the Blue Agave yes and they're going to be here and they're going to play and they're very cool so tune in for that next week at 7pm because Tuesdays is Twinsday Twin 
everybody, good night. Good night. Shoot. Cheers.